Matt, um, it's hey. your sister, Miranda. Oh, hi, Randy. Or Randy. Hey, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> As you call me. Uh, we've known each other a long time. Um, that and, we have. Yeah, it's, it's been a good long run. It's been a wild ride. It's been fun. Uh, I just, I'm here today because I wanted to tell you about something called mansplaining. Oh, okay. uh, so basically mansplaining well, is well, this. Let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Mansplaining is the explanation of something by a man. Typically, okay, to I a woman. don't actually think you know what mansplaining is. Mansplaining is where a mama kangaroo injects a baby kangaroo from her pouch by punching it out. Oh. It punches the bottom of the pouch, and then the baby comes flying out. Well, that's that's a that's a different way of looking at it. Thank. You. Randy. Why, why do humans strive for greatness? Oh, I, I think it's in our blood. I mean, you look at like all the great uh, men of history, all the great performers, and they, they push beyond the bounds of what people thought they were capable of. Indeed. Those Olympic athletes really are something. Yeah, you know, they, they go to this next level. I mean, and, and they're not exactly the people I want to talk today, but I, but I do want to talk about athletes. Mm, um, I love and, athletes. And, and competitors. <laughs> I'm glad you love athletes. They, they're nice. Um, what t- today? What I want to talk about hmm. is competitive eating and the My history. Stars. It, <laughs> Sorry. The, the history and the nuances, um, and kind of like the beautiful humanness that is in competitive eating. I didn't um, know there was. There was uh, the beauty of humanity contained in uh, the field of competitive eating. Do see, tell like, me more. So, so like, you, you wouldn't think that beauty could be had in someone shoving, you know, dozens of hot dogs down their mouth in a short amount of time. Um, no, I wouldn't. But I think, I think like the idea of just pu- someone pushing their body to extreme and risky lengths just to be a c- competitor is, is kind of beautiful in a way. Um, it really just shows like the human spirit, the tenacity, you know, the guts to do something that like, you, you know, you may not uh, have a, a monetary gain really out of it. Um, it's you're just, just doing it. Dignity. It's for honor. Yeah, it's for honor. You're doing it for, for bragging rights really. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about today. Um, can I ask, how did you, uh, what, what about this topic really kind of piqued your interest? You know, I honestly, um, when you're bored at work and, uh, <laughs> you do a Wikipedia search, uh, for something weird to talk to your coworkers about. It's like um, a that, water break. Is that what they have? Yeah, we, we have water cooler talks, you know, I work in an office building, so it's very Naturally. corporate, very, um, structured. Um, you need to we have, have some have fodder our... for the water cooler. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. So that's where this took root. And I kind of, you know, first I was doing it just thinking like, oh, it's kind of a joke. You know, people do these contests and, you know, it's whatever. But, you know, there there were several competitors. You know, they have like nicknames. Oh, um, gosh. So you you get behind these people. They have a, like a legacy and a, oh, a yeah. fan base. You know, they, there's one co- that we'll talk about later called the Wild Beast. And he was one of the... Um, like first ever Japanese competitive eaters that really like pushed the boundary. Um, but is we'll, it we'll talk wild about... with a I or a Y? No, it's 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 
Oh, it is with an eye, so it's not that wild. Thank goodness. I he's cannot in the, handle that if it's a Y. He's in the moderate level of wildness. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to I dig into like how eating contests even came into existence. I mean, it's it's actually very interesting. Um, I'm I'm so ready. <laughs> give me the give me the history. How does how did this happen? It, was it always hot dogs? That's my um, primary concern. The answer to that is kind of. Huh. Um, so unfortunately, uh, either eating contests really didn't exist before the 20th century, or historians are a bunch of dummies and didn't record the most important stuff. Eating <laughs> well, I think that probably the second one is your best bet. Historians are fools. They They're a bunch what... of ding-dongs is what they are. <laughs> they are Do people such... still say that? <laughs> well, the historians can't stop us. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the real probably first ever uh, eating contest was between Loki and Logi. Uh, Logi is the Norse word for fire. Um, oh. This is like the first ever recorded. And Norse mythology isn't really recorded in the same way um, like Greek mythology is. But this is a story that's been handed down for generations. Um, and Loki challenged Logi to an eating competition where uh, Loki ate all the food. Um, but Logi ate all the food. Logi is a Norse word for fire. I don't know if I said that. Yeah. But Logi ate the food. He ate the plates. He ate the table. And so he was declared the first winner of, oh my gosh. of the eating contest that we know about. I'm sorry. Is Loki Tom Hiddleston? Just so I can put um, a face to a name. I mean, I'm guessing if he's into competitive eating, um, maybe. We don't know for sure. I see. Okay. So Loki and Logi and they're brothers? My, okay. My, my Norse mythology is uh, limited. <laughs> You don't but know me, Loki and Loki but, are brothers? But from my understanding of the myth that I read when researching this topic, they are In brothers. the mythological community, we would yes. like to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society where Loki, Loki's, Loki is Loki's brother. You know what? My narrative is that Loki and Loki are, are siblings. And if they're All not right. siblings, they're just really good friends. Yeah, but now they're enemies. No historians listen to this and uh, judge me. If you do, I will call you a hater. Um, I think that this is a staunchly anti-historian podcast. This, this is very anti-historian. <laughs> Forget the historians. We don't need we, them. Yeah, we reject Facts? your idea of the past. Logic? <laughs> get out of here. We don't want it. How do we... <laughs> Maybe we'll get into how you can, can't can prove that the past happened or something in a mm. different one. Yeah. Um, That's too deep for this episode. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. it's not. You know what? We're questioning whether or not historians have done right by um, <laughs> marking the hall of history with um, epics of, you know, competitive eating. So why not just take on historians now? Absolutely. Kill them off. So the first the first ever recorded eating competition um, that we know of, I mean, we, we'd heard of pie eating contests. Um, those kind of in the culture uh, before this time. But the first ever like real hot dog or real eating contest was a 1916 Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. <gasps> 
I love Nathan's hot dogs. They're the yeah. best. I, you can't even believe they've been around for that long, right? No, I can't. Um, and and this this contest is kind of legendary. Um, the, it was between apparently it was between four immigrants, and it was to prove who was the most patriotic of the immigrants. Whoa, yeah, that is so American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and the Irishman won, um, so he could eat the most hot dogs. And and you know just to give some context, so the first winner of this competition ate thirteen hot dogs. In what, you know, the time has changed. This is kind of a legendary thing. People are not sure if it actually happened this way, but mm -hmm. 13 hot dogs in 10 minutes is what people say happened. Okay, 13 hot dogs so, in 10 minutes. That's less than a minute a hot dog. That's that's like an absurd amount of hot dogs, right? I mean, um, each hot dog's about a quarter pound. That's about three pounds of hot dog that someone ate in 10 minutes. Holy cow, that like, is... <laughs> Appalling. Just <laughs> Does it get worse? Oh, it gets much worse. I just want you to keep thirteen in your mind as like that's an that's an horrible, awful number that you you should never do that to your body, right? <laughs> if you take any, if I'm taking away anything from uh, this discussion, it's never eat thirteen hot dogs <laughs> in a row. Well, it's, it, you're gonna learn some more things about. <laughs> No! Okay, tell, tell, so, tell. So after this 1916 uh, competition, actually, uh, eating contests kind of, like, just went away. Um, there were a few more Nathan's contests, but they were very irregular throughout the years. Um, there were other competitions. One time, there was a competition between an ostrich and a person um, eating pasta, not hot dogs. Um, the <laughs> ostrich passed out and lost by default. Um, but he made a good showing. <laughs> You see, this what country was this in? Do you know? I, this was also in America. So really, like nowhere else in the world does this. It's only America. It's it's about the most American thing that exists. I was gonna say, I'm like, this this really truly seems like not just not a humanity thing, but an American thing. Yeah. And well, so I, later on, you know, the major league eating comes into effect, and there's a there's national uh, there's national international competitions. Um, so it becomes it a become, thing. All the other countries want a, a piece of the yeah. pie, so to, <laughs> one of the hot dogs, so to speak. A piece of the hot dog. A piece of the pie the works right there. <laughs> Actually, when you said the pie thing, that my first my mind went to pies first when you mentioned this topic. I was thinking about pies. Anyways, yeah, continue. So, and that's like the colloquial, you know, that's like what we think of when we think of eating contests a lot of times. Yeah, um, like goofy kind of country fair. Let's go eat a pie. <laughs> so, uh, you know, over the next, like, 40 years, eating contest kind of goes away. You know, the Great Depression kills a lot of people's ability to just waste a ton of food for no reason. <laughs> um, or at least it decreases the palatability of doing that. Yeah, uh, there's something kind of grievous about yeah. doing that when a bunch of people are starving. Yeah, and then, you know, fighting in wars. It was a, it, it was a weird time. Um, so fast forward to kind of America's glory years, 1958. Um, this is like middle of the Cold War, and, you know, the, the main Cold War is happening. Um, America and Russia are contentious with each other, um, at each other's throats. But Housewives but, wear heels and lipstick. But there's, there's like a... Refinement. Oh, yeah. 
but an almost hotter war is going on um, between a communist and American weightlifter in a New York restaurant. No. So they, they had a competition to eat lobsters, steaks, lamb chops. It was like eight of each. Um, for some reason that no one really knows why this got started, but it became like legendary. Um, so they so ate. Wait, one is a communist. One is a. Amer- one, yeah, one is a, like a Soviet Union guy. One's an American. So they are eating as many lobsters as they can. They only get through eight lobsters and four steaks. So they don't even finish the steaks and they don't even get to the lamb chops. And they both declare themselves as failures. And in that like moment, um, I think America learned that it could compromise with uh, our Soviet (laughs) adversaries. um, That we didn't have to go to nuclear war. That's what actually kept us from war. Uh, you know, I've, I'm taking a little bit of liberty with that, but it's probably definitely true. And well, historians, historians do it all the time, <laughs> so you should be able to do it too. They can't prove me wrong. <laughs> Take that, historians. <laughs> okay, so so basically, they both peter out. They, they There's both, no hope for them. Yeah. They realize that this, you know, consumption that they're trying to do to just one up each other is not sustainable. Um, it's not good for them. Yeah. And they give up. There might wow. be a, there might be a metaphor in there somewhere. Who knows? I, it seems like it. <laughs> but I have a feeling the story doesn't end there. No, and so now we get to the real like the Super Bowl golden age is coming up of competitive eating. Oh, oh gosh, I'm uh, nervous. So years of, you know, that was like the, really the only notable, like noteworthy competition for years and years and years, other than like local pie eating contests and things like that. Um, fast forward to the 1960s, the year is 1967, and Nathan's Hot Dogs gets a new PR person. You know, the company's not doing super well. Um, They've, they've been around and they're still holding their own, but they need some publicity stunt to really get the gears rolling. And so they hire this oh, yeah. PR person um, who brings back the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And, and after this point, this becomes pretty much a yearly thing. Um, there's, there's a couple years that it doesn't seem to happen, um, but it pretty much becomes a yearly event. Oh my gosh. Uh, so Nathan's is the, who we have to thank for hot dog eating competitions. Major League Eating is like sponsored explicitly by Nathan's Hot Dogs and that's the <gasps> biggest league of competitive eating in North America. Dang. And Nathan's is like pretty heavy. Like it's greasy. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, they're, I, I looked up how much each hot dog weighed so I could get some... Because uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to contextualize like, okay, he ate blank, blank amount of hot dogs. How many pounds of hot dog is that? Like how? What percentage of hot dog is that person now? Because <laughs> that's you know, if you're like ten percent hot dog, that's really impressive to me. That's a problem to me. Where <laughs> um, is that the goal? <laughs> hmm, that's the question. <laughs> okay, so you said it. This is like the late sixties that this yeah, is happening. This is the late sixties, and so. Um, basically it's still at this point, only Americans. Um, and it's big guys from America. You know, if you look at like the list of people who have won these contests, they're like 200, 300 pound guys from America. And they're eating about, you know, winners are eating about 11 to like 15 hot dogs at this point. 
Okay, so the 13 hot dog standard that we encountered at the beginning of this is actually pretty impressive. That, that's, that's, that is, like, true. Until the late 90s come around. Oh, my um, gosh. 30 years has passed. Yeah, 30 years have passed, and it's pretty much been the same. You know, it hasn't really – there's been some champions that have lasted a little while, but it really – there hasn't been any noticeable changes in the records. It's been hovering about 16 or 17 for a while. Um, and now we get to our, our boy Hirofumi Nakajima, which I'm sorry if I'm mis- mispronouncing those names. I am not Go, a speaker of the Japanese language. Um, is this our boy wildlife? This is the wild beast. Oh, sorry. The wild beast. Um, so he wins, uh, in 1996, 1997, 1998, uh, eating, Around 25 hot dogs, you know, between those numbers and those years. Oh my gosh, no. He, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're In 10 minutes. The time in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Uh, so it varies over the years. It, at one point, it's five minutes. At one point, it's 10. At one point, it's 12. At this point, it's 10 minutes and it's starting to become more standardized. Um, it'll kind of fluctuate between 10 and 12, though, for a couple of years. Um, but, you know, so he's eating like 25 hot, hot dogs, which is absurd. It's crazy. Right, I've never. I don't can barely eat twenty five M and M's, you know. Let alone like twenty five hot dogs and buns. This is not just hot dogs too. Nathan's hot dog eating contest. You eat the buns too. Dang! Do you have any condiments on it to help it go down? Um, I think I. I actually don't know that. I think most competitive eaters wouldn't want that because yeah. calories and makes you eat, be able to eat less. Um. But I think it's just water and hot dogs and buns. Um, so he, he he kind of does some changing of the game by the way he eats hot dogs, right? You've heard of, like, people dunking their buns in water. Yeah, yeah, I, I have heard of that. This is the guy who starts that. He's the inventor of the water dunk. Yeah. And so what's actually the manner that he eats it? So He, he dunks the so you whole s- thing? Separate the buns and the hot dogs. Um, dunk the hot dog. Swallow, dunk the bun, swallow. Um, yeah, I, I, a lot of times they'll do, I don't know if this he explicitly like propagated this strategy, but they'll eat all the hot dogs, then all the buns. Um, but eating the hot dog with the bun is not the optimal way to do this. And so this guy is only 135 pounds also. This no. is a small Japanese uh, furniture salesman, actually. No, <laughs> what? Yeah, and he flies to America or guess what their award was when he actually won? I bet it's something really low, like $200. No money. <gasps> so he's already, like, out hundreds of dollars to fly there, right? So he's, <laughs> he's already lost money. He wins the famous Nathan's Mustard Belt, which is a, like, fake belt with, like, plastic rhinestones on it. Um. Oh, no. A big trophy and 20 pounds of Nathan's hot dogs, and that is it. <laughs> he deserves more than he that. He deserves more than that. He's done horrible things to his body to get there. Wait, so he comes back, though? Oh, so he comes back three years. You know, well, I don't know actually how many years. He won, won those three years. He might have come back more, but... Um, so, But, like, it's just... It's insane to me that you would fly from Japan... To America for the chance of winning 220 pounds of hot dogs that you probably don't even want anymore. You just ate 
25 of them. Yeah, that's appalling. It's, <laughs> and that's what I think is so beautiful about this is like, this this person is putting like money and his time, and he's, he's not a very rich person. He's a furniture salesman, right? But he, he's putting all that on the line just to be the champion. Okay, when we first started this, I thought you were being sarcastic, like kind of dramatic, but now I kind of see what you're saying. Like, he's a man with a passion, and he legitimately wants nothing in return. Yeah, he'll pursue that regardless of the amount of money he made. He's not worried about that. It's just, it's, it's amazing that like spirit of competitiveness. I just think that's so human. Um, yeah. And I, I like human stories. I wonder, I genuinely wonder what his mindset was. Like if he was just sitting at home one day and he's like, you know, I just, I really love eating hot dogs and I think I know a way to do it really well. And then he finds out, oh wait, there's this competition that Americans <laughs> somehow indulge in. And so then he's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> So, so you thought twenty five do- hot dogs is a lot of hot dogs, right? That's like that, six oh. pounds of hot dogs almost. That's a lot. It's too much. It's, it, it's too much. It's way too much. So it gets worse, and it gets a lot worse. Oh no! Okay, I was just drinking water. <laughs> I'm gonna spit it all out. The year is two thousand one, and this is this is the year that. Competitive engine changes forever, and it never goes back. It's no longer just a soft little sport. No. It, it, it becomes, and it's, it's due to one man, uh, another Japanese man. He's 128 pounds. His name is, and I'm, I'm sorry if I butcher this, Takuru Kobayashi. Um. The previous record was 25. I think I said that before, um, which is about six pounds of hot dog, which is insane. Uh, in 10 minutes. Wait, can I guess? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to guess 32 hot dogs. Not even close. He doubles the record. He eats 50 <laughs> hot dogs in 10 minutes. No! <laughs> That's 12 pounds of hot dogs for a 128 man. That literally is 10% of his... I wasn't joking. <laughs> so, what does that feel like? And, like, to make such a huge leap, to double the record, he had to do some crazy things to his body. He would, um, he would eat a ton of food, and then to make sure that his, uh, uh, like, he, his body didn't, like, absorb the fat and, like, stop his stomach from stretching, he would go running while he was like laden with pounds and pounds of food, he would like, no. it, it, you know, this is really what becomes a normal because to compete, you have to start doing these things. Now he would do intermittent fasting. So he'd like not eat for several days and then he'd eat a ton to expand his stomach. Um, which, you know, he like had some health problems with like dangerously low sodium levels and stuff because, you know, he just wasn't eating and he's drinking lots of water. Um, like he would eat a huge meal and then drink a gallon of water and then go running and like he crazy incredible things that you you wouldn't like wish on your worst enemy. And this guy's a my gosh, his name's Takuru. Takuru. Kobayashi. Takuru. I am not sure if I'm oh pronouncing that correctly, but he Takuru. Dang boy. So we have the wild beast. 
this Takiru is called the Godfather because he's the Godfather of competitive <gasps> eating. Yes, um, and he he wins, I think six years in a row. So he dominates, and this is really what popularizes competitive eating because you know before it's like okay, fifteen hot dogs, you know that sounds like a lot, but. It's not that impressive, but when you hear someone can eat 50 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes, oh, yeah. that's, that's, it doesn't sound possible. You have to see it. I mean, I guarantee I will look that up once we're done talking. <laughs> I'm just imagining it now. Is, is that an American thing or is that just a human thing that makes us want to look at that? <laughs> Prove I think it. it's the most human thing there is. <laughs> Um, Man promises to eat 50 hot dogs. Prove it. <laughs> well, you actually can find competitive eaters on YouTube now. Um, so there is a, a former winner of the Nathan's Hot Dog Contest. Um, his name is Matt Stoney, who runs a YouTube channel. So if you want to see someone uh, gorge themselves uh, until they can't walk... Um, <laughs> Oh, they watch him. Um, just feel like I'm getting intestinal problems from listening to you describe what they're doing to themselves. <laughs> yeah, and I, oh. I want to take a brief moment to talk about kind of like, you should never do this, right? I think it's amazing and beautiful, <laughs> but you should never do this to your body. <laughs> Wait, why do you think it's beautiful? <laughs> well, like, that's what it's, I It's just know. incredibly like that someone could even like do what even want to do this. Um, let alone could do this. Um, so, like, competitive eaters, they do get injured, just like other athletes. Um, oh. It can be really... It can permanently damage your stomach because uh, you can have permanent expansion problems, and so it can mm. cause, like, obesity and stuff if you're not doing the training right. Um, it can cause uh, intestinal, like, bursts and stuff, which is not good news. Um, injuries are pretty common. Um, low sodium levels, which I already talked about, which can cause seizures. Um, there's been a lot of psychological research into like why people decide to do this. Um, yeah. Yeah. What does that say? A lot of scientists, uh, are kind of at this point defining it as some sort of like psychological self-harm to just like stuff yourself, uh, beyond like your normal capacity. And it's, it's very painful for the athletes actually, after you eat a meal, that's like, you know, in that huge amount of quantity of food range, um, basically you're just out for the day is what they say. You're like agonizing gastrointestinal problems for, you know, a day or two. Um, so is it, is it common for eating disorders or people with eating disorders to like pick this up? Unfortunately, the, the, the really competitive aspect of this sport is so new um, that it hasn't really been studied super far psychologists think that's a possibility from the research i was reading yeah. um but it's wow. you know it's really like it's on the cutting edge you know 2001 is when this starts to become really competitive um wow yeah so but you know i just want to take a break there but that was 2001 was almost 20 years ago yeah i was gonna say that where the record has gone up afraid Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like, you know, it's already, so, you know, we're already eating 12 pounds of hot dogs, right? Like that's already what is going into someone's body. 
the standard. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know where you go from here. The only way to go is up. And I, I want to talk. That is true. I want to talk about the greatest um, competitive eater of all time. Um, he didn't have a cool stage name uh, like the other ones. So I'm, I'm just going to call him the prodigy. Dang. Is that a name you've yes, given Yes, that's him? a name I've dubbed him. Um, and you'll understand why. He comes on the scene um, as the winner of the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He's, he's currently actually still the rank number one. Um, so he's had a long career. At this very he's moment. He's rank number one in the MLE, Major League Eating. Um. Uh, so he's he's a pretty impressive guy, right? But he, he started his career in 2009. Um, and he started, that's when he started really winning all these competitions. He was eating before that. Um, that's really when he started. Oh, no, 2007. Sorry, I misread my notes. Wait, I got a question. So Nathan's hot dog eating competition isn't the only one now. There's now more. So Nathan's the only real, like, hot dog eating contest that's, like, in the MLE, but there's other ones. There's chicken wing eating contest. There's jalapeno eating contest, which, uh, oh my gosh, why did you do that? <laughs> What's the, what is, what is the one thing other than like stuffing your body with like an or inordinate amounts of food that like you could make it worse is make it super spicy. Like I just, <laughs> <laughs> the days that follow that experience <laughs> <laughs> would be full of agony. I, you can see why some psychologists call it self-harm. <laughs> agony and Yeah, fire. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's... It's just, it's wild. So Joe, so Testament comes on the scene in 2007, um, and he, he runs a long series of just win after win after win. He pushes the record to 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. 16 pounds of hot dogs. <laughs> I'm just trying to envision, like, how big that pile would have yeah. to be. So, like, a pound of hot dog would be, like, one pack, probably. A pound of hot dog is four hot dogs. So, you know. Four hot dogs. So, you know, pack, pack and a half is a pound and a half. Wow. Dang. That is... Well, and also, you have to remember that it's... Um, we're not even counting the bread. Yeah, no, the, the bread right? is a huge contributor to um, slowing down. I, th I actually, I don't know what the record is for just the hot dogs, but I know there are uh, much higher records if you just hot dogs. <laughs> Have you ever seen those like cartoons where the, there's like someone stealing sausages and it's just like, a <laughs> like where they're sucking in the, the string of sausages. That's kind of what it reminds well, me. Well, and so after, um, you know, the, the reason the Godfather, Takiru Kobayashi, um, innovated a lot of strategies such as cutting the hot dogs in half. Um, oh, you know, with, like so, putting them in one at a time so he could shove more food in his mouth quicker. Um, you know, and he, he he innovated a few things like that. So it doesn't even it's not even really eating hot yeah. dogs anymore. You know, it's like. How many things can you cram down yeah. your hole while still going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. so so. Joey Chestnut goes on kind of a he still dominates actually, but he he goes on just a tirade. You know, 
74 hot dogs, still the current record. That was set in 2018. Um, and I think last year he ate 71, if I'm remembering right. So he went he went down a little bit. They're not holding it this year because of the, you know, the global pandemic. Coronavirus. Good. Joey Chestnut, the prodigy, yeah. needs a freaking needs break. A break. So, yeah, so like I said before, now there's this whole media built around it. And like before when I told you people were flying from Japan – to America for a pack of hot dogs. It's, you know, 20 pounds of hot dogs. Now, Joey Chestnut makes over $200,000 a year. Oh, my as a God. As a professional rank number one competitive eater, which isn't a ton of money, but, you know, no. he's been in... But you can have a good living. Yeah. He, was, he was on The Amazing Race um, with another competitive eater. He... Uh, has you know he's he's goes around to all the competitions, um, so he's he's won a ton of stuff. The the hot dog eating contest in particular, which is like the big event for competitive eating, still, um, is hosted on ESPN. The Nathans. yeah, it's the it's the Super Bowl of competitive eating. Um, oh my gosh! So there's like a there's literally ESPN. Yeah. Is that how the acronym goes? <laughs> that literally presents the hot dog yeah. eating competition so it is, it is a, a sport and that that's kind of the main if there's a thesis of this uh podcast that's the point i wanted to make is though like you wouldn't think of competitive eating as as a sport but i, I would just want to frame it in all the ways it is like a sport um yeah. just like other athletes they have to go on jogs with their <laughs> bellies completely full yeah they they have to fast. <laughs> they push their body to the limits of what is like humanly possible without dying. <laughs> they risk. They risk yeah. a lot to accomplish their dreams. And and you know that kind. Of... You know, I see what you're putting down. <laughs> and that that kind of brings us, I think, to now. Um, you know, competitive eating is bigger than it's ever been. Like I said. Uh, Matt Stoney, the guy I was telling you about, I think he has over 10 million subscribers on YouTube. Um, oh my gosh. You know what? This, this reminds me, have you ever heard of the thing called mukbang? I have heard of that just today, actually. Um, really? Well, basically, from what I understand, it's like watching someone consume like inordinate amounts of food. And it kind of is the same thing, I guess, but... It's more for like entertainment. I I can't imagine being entertained by that. I know. <laughs> I, I, to me, it's like you know. I, I actually, in preparation for this, I watched a few of Matt Stoney's videos, and it's horrifying, right? I mean, like, of course it is. Um, yeah, it's kind of sad yeah. almost. Uh, or yeah, freaky. it's like it's it's it just it seems unnatural. But I I love the the like I said before the human element of it, the human competitive spirit. Willing to do, you know, whatever it takes um, to get the win. And I don't, I, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's. Could you ever see yourself participating in something? Because you're an athlete. Yeah, you know, um, definitely never, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have to oh, be in God. a really dark place in my life. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about how the psychologists are actually studying, like, the whole group of people. Because I don't – I'm sure that there's other groups of athletes for other sports that psychologists study as a yeah. whole thing. But 
I mean, they selected them. Yeah, I mean, like, it's 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 very analogous to the concussion documentary that came out. <gasps> yes! Um, yes, the one, the Will yeah. Smith one? Where they talked about football the players. Cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how they're risking their lives and sanity. Um, and I, I think there are some parallels um, at this, at the highest level of competition uh, in competitive eating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even with the the mukbang stuff, it's like if is it, if it's like purely for entertainment's sake, it's like this might actually be hurting these people. So is it yeah. moral? To I mean, I don't know. That's a bigger question. But I don't know. Part of me always just thought like competitive eating. It was like, oh, these guys just like probably really like eating, so they <laughs> so they just like go to these competitions. But now you're. It makes it sound like it's a whole kind of industry. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, the, oh, go ahead. The, you called it the MLE, yeah. the Major League Major League eating? eating is what the uh, network or whatever you call it is it's called. Um, wow. More prestigious, I think, uh, than the NBA uh, and the NFL combined. Um, <laughs> hands, hands down. down. <laughs> <laughs> And the yeah, NHL. Yeah, screw, screw hockey. hockey. If you have any Canadian <laughs> listeners, I apologize. <laughs> hockey and historians. We don't like either of them. <laughs> Very bigoted podcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> going to use this to indro- indoctrinate people against, <laughs> against historians. <laughs> against historians and hockey players. <laughs> Seems like there's enough media sources already doing that, but we won't, we won't get into that. for another episode (laughs) um i have a question so out of the three um or i guess yeah okay not counting matt stoney but uh between wild Mm -hmm. beast the godfather and the prodigy do you have a favorite um competitive eater i think takiri kobayashi he he was the one who really you know he doubled the record like nothing is ever going to be as impressive as that. Mm. Um, like, yeah. he would be a legend. Like, you know, even Joey, Joey Chestnut, even if he, like, goes away, he'll be remembered. But, like, the Godfather will always be the Godfather. You know, someone can beat yeah. Joey Chestnut's I mean, amount of titles, but no one can take that away from uh, the Godfather. The Godfather. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you have um, anything else? Uh, any more nuggets or hot dogs of uh, information you'd like to dot on, like on me? Unfortunately, the history is so short, that the, and there's not a lot of information. I mean, I was a little disappointed in my research that I couldn't find like ancient, you know, Mesopotamians talking about their eating competitions but I, I guess it like kind of goes to show that like this is one of the first times in history where like that level of consumption is even like considered reasonable yeah you, okay I'm all of a sudden having a memory like didn't in Rome they eat like so much they had vomitoriums I, this could be totally wrong but didn't they like eat so much then they would throw up and then they would it's, eat more yeah it's not in the it's not in the vomitoriums or whatever they call it the, that's a you know a miss it's a common myth but they did do that that's fake news um 
But there, there wasn't any evidence of eating competitions, and I think that's just because we've lost just a lot of stuff uh, from antiquity. I mean, we have yeah. a lot of stuff, but the competitive eating stuff didn't get saved for some reason. I don't really understand that at all. Um, <sighs> no one talked about how Emperor Augustus Octavius ate 55 hot dogs or something like that. <laughs> Caligula used to um, eat horse hooves <laughs> and he could eat 25 the horse the hooves of 25 horses in one sitting uh, uh, we'll never know that's something we'll never get to see and yeah I, I actually yeah but i'm just saying Caligula he, he would, would do that he's he's a he, what an <laughs> evil man i mean and i think that's almost one of the cool things as well as like there might have been competitive eaters um back in history um, that are just lost to time. And, you know, I, at some day, the same thing will happen to our competitive eaters, probably. Um, they won't always be remembered. Um, we have to carry on the yeah, legacy, Matt, you and me. Send this recording into space. Um, a lot of, <laughs> I'm gonna bury a lot it of radiation dirt. protection. Yeah. Bury the dirt. That probably would work better. Um, but yeah. It's my archaeology background. <laughs> it's coming in handy. Um, so should we perhaps end this with a poem? Yes. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll just say a line and then you say a line and then we'll close when it feels right. Um, so here I go. What? hot dog buns floating in the gullet and down it circles down down it tastes like victory a single tear red falls and i have horrible gastrointestinal problems now <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for a jog. My overloaded stomach shakes in the wind. <laughs> like the branches of a myrtle tree on a sunny day. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> the, the end! end. <laughs> oh, yeah.